This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Hey there, history lovers. Welcome in to October 25th, This Day in History on lineupmedia.fm. Tony Hubert back with you. Armand Kachigian, my partner as always. After a protracted absence. Just four days, sir. Where I was forced to work with rank amateurs. Really? Yes. Well, we thank those rank amateurs, Andrew Allen, John, Jack Baldwin, for sitting in, as you call them. Jack. We uh, appreciate it, and we appreciate you, the listeners. Uh, Again, subscribe through uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any major podcast outlet to this here show. And, of course, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thisdayinhistorypodcast where uh, you will get your daily updates, your daily dose of Armand and myself. What were you doing anyway? Shirt, Visiting shirt, my daughter at oh, UCLA. Oh. You're one of your two alma maters. Frittering away your time again. Yeah. You know, did uh, some uh, did some nice uh, L.A. things. Yeah. and uh, Go to Randy's Donuts. Yeah, we did, actually. Uh, Friday night, we were pulling it. We were heading to a concert at the uh, Forum. Which is on Manchester, and of course, Randy's is at the intersection of Manchester and Manchester, yeah. the 405, basically, right when you yeah. get off there. Yeah, what is that? Uh, 405, uh, Florence, Man- Florence, Florence maybe, Manchester, yeah. they kind of run parallel. You can't to miss it. You Angelinos, you know, yeah. you can't miss Randy's. Did you have a fat burger? I did not. I think they're going, I think they had a IPO. I think they're going Oh, very public. good. Somebody, very yeah, good. I, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Best I had my traditional in and out, and I will take you up on the fat burger whenever I drive by one. We did not drive by one. They're all over the place. Yeah. I went to the original El Cholo, where they claim to have invented the nacho chip. Where's that? Uh, this one was on the west side of downtown. Um, did you go to Langer's? No, I have That's not great. been yet. I need to, though. Oh, I need to. Yeah, 7th and Alvarado. Okay. Yeah, I was on Alvarado. Yeah, yeah okay. There's another good one on uh, La Cienega, too. Uh, the hell's name? And you'll be happy to know that Pink's... Greenblatt's. Pink's uh, is now blue for the duration what? of the World Series. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's it's kind of, that's kind of a cool promotion. Man, that's slanderous. I know, but Pink's... It was like 100 is, degrees yesterday for uh, that game? 104. That and, must be uh, a record. Yeah, that was hot. Well, so and, was... Uh, what's his name? Clayton? Yes, yeah, he was hot as well. Yeah, he didn't blow it like yesterday. Yeah. It's hard, you know, when a World Series is going, it's hard to even know the world. The city's so damn big, it's hard to even know that the World Series is going on. Well, you so see they a, have all the flags on there. Yeah, I know, they some do people for the did. Lakers. The Lakers, really. Yeah, it, Yeah, it's a Laker town at the end of the day. All right, well. All right, so here we go. Who died today? Who was born today? And, of course, the events that shaped the world we live in. Armand, I start right off the of bat course. with a great one. In fact, I think it takes the cake for everything today. I go to the year 1415. I introduce you to Henry V, King of England, and his sort of, uh, well, his archers and his infantry. His infantry, by the way, which is pretty lightly armored, they go against the French, heavily armored. Yeah. And we have the Battle of Agincourt on St. Crispin's Day. Yeah, well, 
Now, do you want to start with St. Crispin's Day? Well, we've talked about this, I the think. The two martyred. last year. Two martyred twins. It. No, it's getting, we're getting repetitive. No, here. we haven't. We, 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 I know sta- I've told this story. I checked. We started this show in November. I don't know first, how we first program. We these guys. Well, they were yeah, they were martyred. Uh, basically, they were these are the uh, uh, saints of the tanners and right. cobblers and That's couriers. Right. Uh, twins apparently, Crispin and Crispian. I don't know who thought of that, except you know maybe uh, yeah. It's like snap, naming crackle your, and pop. It's like naming your kid James and Jimmy. Yeah, or George, 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 and George. Well, no, they, the, the Foreman family. The, the Foreman family did that, and it worked out quite well. Or the Lemon Drop Kid. I think that was a Bob Hope, his name. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. His parents didn't have any imagination. So the Battle of Agincourt happens on St. Crispin's Day. So now that you know what St. Yeah, Crispin's well, Day is. Under, well, it would have been 270s, I think, because they're martyred under what, Diocletian? Uh, these guys were Gauls, I think, and uh, or they left Rome because they wanted to, you know, foolishly they wanted to be Christians and uh, they to escape persecution, go to Gaul, make some money. You're not supposed to do that. And uh, the uh, governor general of Gaul says, "Kill them, kill them." So he uh, puts millstones around their necks, throws them in a river. I don't know, it was a Loire or one of those rivers. Bastards survive. Yeah. Okay. Well, as a reward, we'll cut your heads off. That'll teach you. That didn't. Yeah. So they kind of Rasputined them. Now, two major events in world history have oh. occurred on St. Crispin's Day. And the first, of course, is yes, Henry uh, V here at, at Agincourt. Hold it. All right. Now, now Armand loves poetry, yes, folks. And I do poetry. have to say, what is it? Is it a long? This is Shakespeare. No. It's Shakespeare? We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Be he ne'er so vile, this day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen in England, now abed, shall think themselves accursed. They were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. That's from Henry V. And is that Henry himself? That's Henry spe- that's okay. Harry speaking, yes. Now, that's his big soliloquy? Well, not one of his big ones. That's, you know, that was the same one that had once more unto the breach, dear friends, yes. once more. I love that close one. Close up the wall with our English dead. Uh, the other one, the Harfleur. Um, that, now, that one, he had several great. Uh, now that's the Shakespeare, but let's talk about what actually happens here. Well, it was a, there, basically there's this, the French outnumbered him like thirty thousand to six. They they were really outnumbered, but they're between two four. They they picked the absolute worst place to 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 uh, attack because they got forest on both sides and it's a very small area. Always choose the ground that you're going to fight on. Yeah, well, Do not let muddy. your enemy choose your ground. Yeah, well, he didn't really. I mean, he he did kind of, but the French, uh, they accommodated him. Yeah, and, uh, obviously. Yeah, it was muddy, and that didn't help their horses, and uh, the English bowmen were awfully sharp. Uh, and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't attack, you know, because they're so close. They didn't have anywhere to attack, so the numbers didn't help, so they just kept... I don't know how many thousand, fifteen thousand or something Frenchmen died, and I don't know, I don't know twenty. Oh, you're 20 funneled, English you're funneled right into the English archers. Yeah. It's like uh, Samson and Delilah. You know, there's no, there's no, there, you know, there's no left right movement available. No, you know, General Rommel wouldn't have approved. There's no, no flying. Well, he wouldn't have fought. That's correct. I mean, it, it was just come on. This, obviously, the French didn't read the art of war. Uh, wait a minute, the tank in war read your book oh you're talking about sun tzu yes well rommel didn't write that i, mean, I know rommel didn't write it well that's but he obviously quote. didn't yeah from patent oh you magnificent bastard i read your book right. that's very good george c scott well thank you yeah but come on i have to, he, I have to break uh, Ava th- th- this, arm. Is, this is the classic 
We're just going to outnumber them. A pincher movement. We're, no, you're not just going to outnumber them. You're just going to send guys to their death. Well, the, also the French, as usual, with their typical, you know, their typical uh, Gallic um, esprit de corps, not esprit de corps, uh, hubris, <laughs> hubris. Yeah, to think that they're, you know, these these Englishmen have been fighting for a long time. They're worn down, which you know, went away. It was true, but we're better soldiers than they are. We got them right where we want them, and they just charge right into it. Yeah, and actually, the, there were a lot of them taken prisoner. And Henry V, no matter what his uh, his uh, reputation is, is like, hey. I don't have time to mess around with prisoners, so they gave him the old Malmody. And his, and his soldiers themselves wouldn't do it. I want him to kill you. Okay, well, my personal guards will do it. And they took care of him. I don't know how many prisoners they just hacked to bits. So Henry wasn't that nice a guy. What did this mean for England, post-fact? Not a whole hell of a lot, because a few years, 15 years later, you got Joan of Arc, and they lost everything in France, You know, almost, except for Calais, which yeah. Henry VIII lost later. So it just prolonged the war, 100 years' war. Which is how long? 116. Finally, the kid gets it. I didn't want to screw with you All today. Right. 1337 to 1453. Yeah, so this, I mean, we're in 1415. Right, right so in the middle we, of it. We yeah. got time to play out yet. Right, there's plenty to go, yeah. I mean, and this is one of the most famous battles. And uh, like Armand said, what is, what's the end result? Yeah. Not a whole hell of a lot, right? Right. What's the end result of any war? <sighs> Not a lot. Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know why we do it. Ugh. It's horrible. savages. The y, right. the y but that's a big one. Y chromosome. That's a big one. And, of course, it gave us some classic literature. Yeah, read Henry V. And, uh, yeah, you won't go wrong. I'm sure there's some good books on it, too, the battle. But it was more or less a slaughter, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste my time trying to get any kind of military tactics out of this. No, I think you could examine it for what not to do. Now, I'm wondering, I don't think it was like the English, it wasn't like Poitiers or Crecy, you know, where the English longbow was the major, you know, that was a weapon that just beat the hell out of the French. This is just the this French. This is just archery. Yeah, this is the mud and the yeah. uh, topography and right. the uh, circumstances. Well, heavily armored. But there, if you want to see. A I heavily think, armored cavalry through mud. The best, the best depiction is probably the uh, 1944 version with uh, Lawrence Olivier. Although all the armor is just like plastic and stuff because they didn't have any. No, they didn't have any metal. Yeah, they're war fighting, fighting a war. Who's making a film like that in 1944? Anyway? Well, that was kind of to stir the English people. Oh, you know, hey, to listen, get the pride. We kick the French's ass. Yeah. We can kick Hitler's ass. Uh, and of course, uh, William Walton, I think, did the the uh, score, which was excellent. And what's the film again? Henry V. Just Henry V. Yeah, and it's Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Okay. 1944 version. Uh, that Brannock made one. You know, Henry V is, is quoted in Blazing Saddles. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a waste of a, of a good quotation. What is it? Well, when some, that's the last act of a desperate man. And Howard Johnson replies, I don't care if it's the first act of Henry V. Oh, so it's not quoted per se. It's, no, it's, it's, it's mentioned. It's, it's referenced. It's uh, alluded to. It's alluded to. 1760, this is the day. That George III ascends the throne as king of Great Britain. Yeah. Ooh, the yeah. madness wouldn't be occurring on not, uh, yeah, not, not just yet. He's the, doing okay right now. But the now. madness is going to set in, and of course he's going to lose. Well, he's going to lose basically the undisturbed paradise of the Americas. Way to go, George III. Well, you, he, he had some help, you know. I know he, he had help, but my goodness, Lord North and the, those guys weren't that great. How do you look? How do you help. look at the end of your life? Not that he was looking back, because I don't know that he could see anything. No, he was out of his mind. Yeah, he was. But how do you, Porphyria? Yeah, I mean, how do you just? I lost a whole continent. 
I'm the monarch who lost a whole continent. They lost more. Well, hey, listen, Churchill lost more than that. Oh, I know. I know. You want to talk about people that lost things. Well, it wasn't Churchill's fault, really. It was Roosevelt's fault. He was more worried about the British Empire than the Russian. You know, but mm-hmm. we know what I think about him. Oh, I know you hate Roosevelt. Yes, I do. In fact, there's a oh, there's a birthday that you forgot. All right, I got to look up his date. Good. I want to mention this guy and his book. Okay, a couple more events before we do the birthdays right. here. The War of 1812. This is the date that the SS United States, USS United States. Oh yeah, of Decatur. course. Commanded by Decatur, Stephen Decatur, and uh, he captures the British frigate, the Macedonian. Good, uh, you know, this is the United States Navy's feeling its oats here, starting to get its groove on. Uh, they, uh, yeah, this Macedonian, I think they used that ship, you know, we didn't just, we captured it and used it in our Navy. Absolutely. And I think it fought the Tripolitan Pirates with that baby. You did, so it it went some, over to Tripoli with it? That's good service, That's yeah. beautiful. 1854, the Crimean War, this is the day. Oh, oh by the way, the, the captain of that, William Fitzroy, I don't think he's any relation to the guy on the Beagle, but... Uh, he was you mean kinda, on the Macedonian? Yeah, the Macedonian. Yeah, he was noted for his, he's kind of like a Captain Bly, except oh, no probably kidding. worse. Oh yeah, oh. caught a sailor drunk once and gave him forty-eight lashes, <laughs> which is like four times. You know the what you're supposed prescribed to prescribe punishment. Yeah, and the bosun I don't think wanted to do it, so he got kind of keel hauled or something. This guy was bad news, and he stole from the men and then sold their rations. Sure, good captain. Yeah, no, that's yeah, the Admiralty at its at its finest, huh? Swabber deck, Mr. Christian. Uh, so the Crimean War in 1854, yeah. on October the 25th, yeah. we have Balaclava. The Battle of Balaclava. Yeah, part of which was the Charge of the Light, the light Brigade. Brigade. You want to do that? Want to do what? Well, your Charge of the Light Brigade uh, oh, rendition. Well, I, can, I, mean, you, I can punch it up. Dramatic, dr- dramatic renditions by Armand oh, yes. Kachigian. Yes, dramatic readings by the great tragedian. And while he's looking that up, yeah. I will also tell you that on this date, One of my favorite poems in 1940, a gentleman by the name of Benjamin O. Davis Sr. I know this guy. Is first black. Was it was it the Air Corps? Was first it the Air Corps? African American general in the right. United States Army. Of course, the Air Corps is part of the Army, but nonetheless, he is an Army general. That's correct. And the honor goes to Benjamin O. Davis Sr., your first black general in the United States. Right. 1940. Just a couple of cantos. Okay, here half we go. Half a league, half a league, half a league onward. All in the valley of death rode the 600. Forward the light brigade, charge for the guns, he said. Into the valley of death rode the 600. Forward the light brigade, was there a man dismayed? Not though the soldier knew someone had blundered. There's not to make reply. There's not to reason why. There's but to do and die. Into the valley of death rode the 600. A cannon to the right of them, cannon to left of them, cannon in front of them volleyed and thundered, stormed at with shot and shell. Boldly they rode and well into the jaws of death, into the mouth of hell rode the 600. Yeah, last one, here we go. When can their glory fade? Oh, the wild charge they made. All the world wondered. Honor the charge they made. Honor the light brigade. Nobles 600. Now, I, here's a little oh, trivia question a, for you. Impressive, man. All right, here's a trivia question. Oh, that's Tennyson. Alfred Lord Tennyson. All the world wondered what other entry today should should we uh, have? Should we reference that? On all the world wondered. Yes. Well, I have one. Okay. I would say it happened in 1962. Wrong. Okay. All right, it's coming up. Anyway, right. I will tell you and remind me to tell you because I forget these things. All right, I'll remind you. May you may bring up something stupid like minimum wage. 
and uh, throw. And by Jack and I had a nice debate about that the other day too. Oh, about minimum wage? Yes. Mm. Uh, pro and con. Uh-huh, Guess I'm who sure. took what side? I think I know. 1944. Heinrich Himmler, our old friend. Uh, Such a swell guy. He orders the crackdown of the Edelweiss pirates. Yeah, I, don't, I looked these guys up. Now I, this is interesting. Yeah, I, I think know. this is a script. They already made a movie about him, apparently. Okay, well, they already did. I considered that. Do another one. <laughs> a loosely organized group of youth culture in Nazi Germany, the Edelweiss Pirates, uh, and they assisted army deserters and others to hide from the Third Reich. Others meaning Jews, homosexuals, anybody you know heading for the yeah, uh, concentration no, these... camps. Okay. So. Um, but I'm not sure the, these guys were around in the 30. Now, what what sparked this? I don't, I'm trying to figure out what because they had the well because it's late 44 and the tides turned. Yeah, but this is I'm in the 30. It says eternal war on Hitler youth. Yeah, which I don't know what their hard on was on the Hitler youth, but apparently they busted some heads yeah. themselves right before the war. I mean, yeah. this is not only during. I I, I don't. I, it would be interesting where these guys sprang up from because you know besides going camping and hiking and you know playing around probably and. I don't know the Black Mountains or right. Black Forest. I right. don't know where the hell they would go. Well, it's it's look. I mean, sounds like an LGBT band to me. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't I think that they was like frowned. The, like I think brown, that was like the brown shirts. I think that was frowned upon by uh, Himmler. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't by Ernst Röhm. No, it wasn't. Night of the Long Knives. Now, the same day that Himmler's cracking down on a bunch yes. of kids in Nazi Germany. Yeah. Because, you know, you're only losing the war, so let's crack down on some kids. Yeah. Um, But they can win that battle. Halfway across the world, the Battle of Leyte Golf is occurring. Now, we have talked about this many a time on This Day in History. Simply put, it's the largest naval battle in history, folks. We talked about it, but this is ding, 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 the world wonders. Yes. Well, this is when, uh, when Halsey... Admiral Bull Halsey. Uh, uh, yeah, did exactly what uh, Ozawa wanted him to do, chase him out of there, and yes. then left all his, uh, yes. uh, you know, the, the surface vessels and the uh, He the turned vessels. his carrier command and right. headed Task north. Force 34. Task well, it's a Force famous 34. message. Yes. Nimitz sent him. Task, where is Task, Task Force 34? Where are you? The world wonders. And Chester Nimitz was yeah. correct. Now, apparently, they say that he wasn't just, like, Halsey took this, yeah, and apparently threw a fit on his deck, uh, command deck. But apparently, this is just like padding they always use on all these messages, so it's not decoded. Yeah, and he just threw that in to quote Tennyson. You know, just happened to quote that poem, uh-huh. which is what apparently they do. You know, so instead of saying, you know, wherefore art thou or something or right. whatever, he said the world wonders. Halsey didn't take it well. But there was one hell of an inquest afterwards. Hell and, uh, yeah, there was. I've read about this one. Dereliction of duty, basically, is what this guy did. This is why he went off chasing let me tell you something, the, the Japanese this and left what, his men defenseless. This, this is why Halsey does not have a carrier named for him today. Well, I don't think he deserves it. He lucked out. It's those guys at the Surgao Strait and all those. Right. The, the tin cans, uh, you know, the escort but uh, destroyers all, yeah. saved their asses. Spruance has a whole. Yeah. Destroyer class name for him. Yeah, Mitcher, Spruance, uh, Nimitz. Yeah, all those guys. Nimitz has a whole carrier class name for him. Yeah. You know? And Halsey, who's one of the great fighters. Yeah, well, they, they knew that. And unfortunately, the Japanese, though, they those guys, you know, those, those guys could fuck up a kamikaze raid, you know? Well, they often did. Well, they we, help, we helped them. But it's like, they, they, they apparently, I talked to my buddy Barry Ambrose. You know Barry, yeah, and he uh, he told me that the reason these guys, if if you look at some of these battle plans these guys set up 
for instance, for this battle, mm-hmm. they're so unbelievably, incomprehensibly uh, involved and, and um, too many moving parts, oh, man. Unbelievable. Three fleets. These guys go here. This goes there. It's so complicated and complex. Or as Mo would say, it's intricate stuff. It, it is intricate it's stuff. It's amazing. What, they couldn't keep anything simple. Apparently, there's no way. That's why. And I think, but that's but here's, according to him, that's the way that the uh, shint uh, the Shogun used to fight. That's fine. On that's land. great. And you know what I think really tripped them up. Well, besides because they use twenty to one. Hold on, they used that methodology even at the very beginning in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and on that day it worked. Well, it's not too easy. Yes, yeah, it ain't. Gonna, it's not going to work every time. Well, yeah, you, you it's know, it's not too tough when the other guys aren't fighting. They aren't yet. fighting and they're asleep. Yeah, and it's Sunday morning. Right. War plans are you know all all your plans whether it's a war or going into a boxing ring. Yeah. Mike Tyson? Are we going to quote Mike Tyson? It, yeah. It's as good. Your plans are, are last as long as right. until Everybody's the first got a guy. Plan until hit, he gets hit. Until you get hit in the face. Yeah. Well, these then, guys. Plan B. Can you imagine that? I mean, these guys writing these things up, you know? So let's, let's, let's they're, they're, no, they're playing war games. What, one task force? Let's have three. Let's approach Just, from three different areas. Uh, unbelievable. It's a shame about Halsey and Leyte, though. God. It is. Because... An otherwise pretty much brilliant command in well, the Pacific really Theater. It, it was close, and I think they exonerated him. You know, I think yeah, he got some I kind know, of slap but... on the wrist. But yeah, compared to what's his name, uh, husband Kimmel, the guy that uh, you know at Pearl Harbor, he got nailed. He got nailed. He didn't do anything that poor no. guy. He knew it was coming. No, Washington. They knew. told him not to prepare. Yeah, FDR said well, no, we've no co- defenses. We, we covered this at length on our December 7th show. Oh, man. Especially well, let's cover on... it again. Lengthier. Yeah. Because no. they, they told him, the Defense Department told him, do not, because they wanted the worst thing to happen, because they knew it would outrage more people. I mean, that's Roosevelt again. Plenty of uh, evidence. Okay. Yeah. One more before birthdays. 1945. This is the date that the Republic of China takes over administration of Taiwan. Following, of course, Japan's surrender to the Allies. Yeah, why not? It's better yeah. give it to the Russians. Yeah. So Formosa goes. Yeah. And I think they had, I don't know how many thousand Japanese on the island. They kicked them off. I don't think they killed them, but they sent them back to Japan. And they uh, confiscated everything And they had. to this date, Taiwan is still sort of in that, what would you say, the limbo of? Well, I don't know why. I mean, it's, the, you know, whatever. It's China. Not not whatever, People's Republic of China, but whatever. Are they still kicked out of the U.N.? Yeah. Well, that's stupid. They're not recognized. I don't know if they want to go. I don't, I don't know if they want to join anyway. I don't know what the big part on is about. You got all of mainland China. You got to have Taiwan, too. That's what I want. Just let them be. Yeah. Who cares? Look, Mao won his deal. And they're kicking our, well, economically, they're a big power. And and they're a great economic driver. Yeah. Why? Because there's a lot of economic freedom, you know? Yep. Property rights, you know, that sort of thing. I never, I've, Enforcement I've of the law. I've got friends from Taiwan. Well, Listen yeah, to this I, show. I had some good uh, friends from Taiwan. Love to hear more on the history. Smart guys. On the history of that relationship between those two countries. Well, that, I guess the Seventh Fleet's still there, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Who was born today? Armand, I start in 1825. Yeah, you got a couple of good composers here. Yeah, we do. Right off the top. Johann Strauss II, your Austrian composer. Uh, uh, the uh, Waltz King. Yes, yes. And in uh, 18... My favorites, probably, I'd have to say, you know, well, Blue Danube, you know, anybody that's ever seen uh, 2001 has heard this. And, and it's on all kinds of things. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Uh, yeah. You know, the Blue Danube. The Blue Danube. Supposedly the Danube's only blue for people in love. Oh, Other really? Because otherwise it looks it's like brown the Mississippi. And muddy. Yeah. yeah. Not quite that dingy, <laughs> but 
<laughs> yeah, it's dirty river. Uh, unless you're in love. Uh, <laughs> then it's blue. Yeah. Yes. And uh, George Bizet. Uh, yes. Uh, now, do I say Bizet or Bizet? Bizet. No, yeah, Bizet. I do. I say Bizet. George. Yeah, the Bizet. great French pianist and, and uh, well, composer yeah. as well. Well, the uh, now, he had a, he had a uh, actually at 17, he wrote his symphony and he thought it was shit. And he put it away. I don't know if he put it in like uh, the usual classic place they find these is in a piano bench that opens up. Oh, yeah. So he yeah. threw the, I don't know, he basically threw this thing away. I think Mendelssohn found it and said, hey, oh this my. is great. And it is. <laughs> it's, it's great. But he just thought it was crap. And he just didn't want to, he never wanted to produce. And I think it ever, never was performed during his lifetime. But he's noted, of course, for Carmen, yes. my favorite opera. Um, Oh boy! And we went over the guy who wrote that. Isn't that Victorian Sardou? What do you call that? The the, the libre- libretto. Well, well, he didn't do the libretto, but he did what the the novella it's based uh, on. I think that's Sardou. Okay. Uh, and um, of course, you want to do yourself a favor. We were talking about my favorite baritone the other day, Robert Merrill, who died. You were gone uh, playing around, having hot dogs at Pink's. Yeah. Uh, Robert Merrill uh, and UC Burling, check it out. They do the they do the aria from the Pearl Fishers, which is just unbelievable. You got to. Mm. I you will can, check that out. You can't play it today? I love a good aria. Are we well, you, you don't like sound in this. I want this sound. This, well, we. I'll put we, my phone to the how about, microphone. How about you post it to our Facebook page, Armand? I don't know how to do that. I'll show you. All right. Anyway, George Bizet, you, you too bad. Carmen folks, was a big flop, pretty this much. This guy'd be dangerous if he was computer literate. Listen, I'll Thank just God put it on he's my not. Phone. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Carmen was not a big success uh, upon its uh, initial. Uh, uh, performance and that apparently well on the day he dies we'll go into that but that kind of hastened his death he died young uh, a right. hell of a composer 1864 happy birthday to john francis dodge uh-huh. one of the two dodge brothers yeah, be dodge, yeah. uh-huh uh if you've ever male brothers 28 dodge brothers late 29 <laughs> day at the races you know he got a car for that just because he said that they gave him a That's car great uh, the history of the Dodge Motor Company is really good. There was a, a History Channel series, you know, the sort of the cars that built America, where the Dodges and, and how every how it's all intertwined. Yeah. I mean, everything is intertwined in the automobile. You know, we often think today three distinct separate companies. Yeah, it's not really no. how it happened. Well, now they're owned by Fiat, right? Which but, is a uh, slap in the face. To no, it America. is. I mean. Um, I, I had Dodge growing up. My dad was a Dodge guy, so we had we had Dodge. We fans. had a Chrysler LeBaron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did uh, John Voight own it by chance before you? John Voight? Yeah. Oh, really? Is he advertised? I don't know. Uh, Seinfeld he... reference. Oh God. Eighteen eighty one. No comprende. Pablo Picasso was born. Oh, was I didn't know yeah. this. You got a favorite Picasso? <laughs> I don't know. I guess the one with the most eyes. So, I, don't know, I don't know the lady, woman with guitar. That's they're, kind of. A, or is that Brock? I don't even know. That's well, Picasso. I, do, I love Cubism. Some of them they don't know who painted what. Those it's, guys it's are almost impossible to tell. Uh, the Blue but Period, the Rose Guernica, Period. I guess was. I would say Guernica is obviously the you know the huge big one. You can see it at the Prado in Madrid. Um, yeah, but I like the stuff where everybody the nose is going one way, the eyes are going another way, and yeah, well that's I I, yeah, that's, uh, I like that yeah, stuff. No, that woman with guitar is George Brock, so yeah. I, I think they thought he did that one, but so well if you just look, look if you just search famous Picassos, yeah, okay, something yeah, sixty eyes, thirty tits, fourteen legs, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Fourteen legs. <laughs> uh, uh, you but might you may like taste, you may uh, like. Uh, 
Les Demoiselles d'Avignon. D'Avignon. That's a and I've seen that's a very famous painting. I've seen that one. Do I love the Weeping Woman? That's one that I really like. Well, apparently, you know, his stuff is valuable, but not all that valuable because the guy was so damn prolific. He autographed everything. Right. Well, yeah. If you ate, if you ate, if you ate lunch, yeah, he gave you a napkin with his yeah, paint your doodle or whatever, and then that's how you pay for his lunch. A girl before a mirror is one that I like as well. So yeah, he's rather prolific artist. And some of them, some of them, I really like. Kind of a that blue period is is Guernica though is the response to the Spanish Civil War. That was that's really amazing. Yeah, that's really amazing. Um, big painting. Huge. I wonder, what are the dimensions on that? That's a big one. Okay, here they are. 11 and a half feet tall by 25 and a half feet wide. Where is this? Is that in the Prado? That's in the Prado. Okay, Madrid. Okay. Yeah, oh, that, is, that, uh, that is a... Uh, yeah, didn't he get married? What, or was that... He got married when he was like... 90 or something, didn't he? Oh, he or had a kid out of something. Man. He, he, was, he, was he was still banging people. He and, was prolific in the bedroom. Yeah, him and Pablo Casals, man. I mean, they were both. These guys got after it. You've seen the Chicago one, the one outside uh, the. Yeah, uh, the was that the State of Illinois building? Yeah, it's. What uh, the hell's that uh, called? Daily Plaza is where yeah, it's located. It's got a weird, some stupid name. The Chicago Picasso? Oh, really? I thought it had a name, though. Yeah, I don't it's, see a name on it, yeah, though. Yeah, like, you know, Plight of Man or something, something vague yeah, like that. Looks like a horse to me. Is that what you think it is? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I like the work though, man. I always do. Okay, Chicago's got a lot of them too. I'll stick to any well, well, Happy Rem- birthday, Rem- Pablo Caravaggio. 1912. Jack Kent Cooke, great businessman and sports team owner, Washington Redskins, Redskins Los yeah. Angeles Lakers. Born on the same day as Jack Kent Cooke, Minnie Pearl. Uh, wait a minute. I got a 1882. Hey, we're talking about Minnie Pearl. Dollar ninety eight hat. There we go. Thank you. Howdy. That's about all you got to know about Minnie Pearl. 1882, John T. Flynn, who wrote The Roosevelt Myth, a book Ah. everybody should read. I think it's on Kindle, and I think it's very cheap. Read it. You'll hate his guts as much as I do. Don't don't go to Kindle. Go to audible.com or amazon.com through our website this day. I'll look it up right now because I want everybody to read this book. Podcast.com. Click the Amazon banner and read The Roosevelt Myth. Yeah, by John T. Flynn. All right. Now, 1913. One of the great Nazis ever, Klaus Barbie. What a name. I'm sure he'll appreciate that plug you gave him. Well, he lived to be, you know. Yeah, the Butcher of Lyon. Yeah, I mean, he, he made it to 1991. Well, I th- yeah, because I think the British, you know, say, hey, listen, how did you interrogate prisoners? Teach us. Yeah, they found MI5 his five used him. Yeah, well, he was, yeah, but he, they still didn't kill him. They, uh, um, you know, between he and Von Bulow, they really kind of killed that name Klaus, too. Oh, I got bad news for you. Fats Domino passed away today, by the way. Did he really? Yes. Oh, that is bad yeah, news. it's coming up in death. So did Robert Guillaume. Uh, that was yesterday. Roosevelt Myth is actually free. Oh. How do you like that? That's great. Go get it. Well, I don't know. That's not good for us. I like well, Amazon. I want I you like to buy to, it on I, Amazon. I like to give our the listeners. The whole freaking book is free. I like to give our listeners something. Wow. Read it. God, it don't cost nothing. Yeah. Don't cost nothing. All right. Klaus Barbie. Now, I would have loved to hunted Nazis. There's none left to hunt. Well, not of the original Nazis. Well, you, this, go, you know, Nazi hunting in the American South. This guy was a little different, though. He wasn't like, uh, you know, one of the concentration oh, he's a, camps. He's just a captain. He was a Gestapo guy, yeah. and he was in charge of, I guess, the garrison or whatever in, uh, was it, uh, well, Lyon, France. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, he had a he had a nasty habit of uh, well, he'd electrocute you, uh, he'd skin you alive, uh, make you have sex with a dog, you know, things like. That. The guy had a lot of. You know, the guy had some imagination about how he tortured people, break your bones, you know, the, the usual standard stuff. But he had a few twists of his own. So, yeah, he was actually the butcher of Lyon. So. Psychopath. Where do you yeah. think he is right now? What, circle of hell? Yes. Ooh. Well, there's only three that are in the devil's mouth. God, who is Domitian one of them? I mean, my goodness. God, who are the three? In the- what goes wrong with a person's mind that they, that they are just able to do God, this? I should know that. Well, there's 19, only three in the devil's yeah. mouth. 1923, Bobby Thompson is born. Of course, he would become famous. What's he called, the Flying Scotsman or something? Yeah, Scottish-American ball player. Yes, sir. Uh, and of course, became famous for his home run at the Polo Grounds. 1951. 1951 to give the Giants the pennant over the Dodgers. Uh, 1940, Bob Knight is born. Happy uh, birthday, Coach I Knight. Got a, I got a better coach that you left off. All right. Although I like Bobby Knight, I like the way he coaches. I like him throwing chairs around. I like the guy. I like the guy. Oh, I mean, he's I'm, I'm he's not a big fan of base basketball, but he uh, he's a fascinating man. 1941, Helen Reddy. Yeah, here they are. I should have known. We were just talking about okay. it. Judas. Yes. Brutus. Brutus. And Cassius. Cassius. God, we just okay. talked about it the other day. Helen Reddy born. Wait a minute. Wait. What year are you? 1941. Okay. Helen. I got one. 1948. All right. 1944. I am woman. Right? Isn't that her song? I always get her mixed up with the Canadian one. Who? I don't know. Isn't it? There's Helen Reddy and isn't there Anne? I woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's Helen Reddy, right? I will confirm. Well, I don't know. Which one are you Which one are you uh, confusing her with? You're uh, confusing me. A Canadian songbird from the 70s. Yeah. I Am Woman. Yeah, that's her big song, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this next guy, I don't know. I like his wife, although she's getting old, too. Well, James Carville, born on this date in 1944. I, I, I don't get this guy. Is this guy the, as big a genius as you think? He, I don't. You know what? I don't think he's that big of a genius. I certainly don't think Karl Rove is. These are guys supposedly that built Clinton and built Bush. I, no, I think I, they, these guys get a lot more one, credit than I, they I, I'm telling you, one claim to fame was figuring out how to win an election by only convincing six percent of the population to vote for you. Carville did it. I don't bother you. The reason he won is obvious because Perot ran. That's yes. screwed everything. Well, he had nothing to do with that. Yeah, but he he knew he knew he did not need. Okay. Well, uh, then what do you think? Rove did the same thing. Because I yes. he's supposedly the architect of this great victory. Yes, I, I think Rove did the it. same. I, I there that that is why we've from and you can blame Carville for this. That is why from that point you have seen. The just incredible concentration of playing to that small base, because the way the elections split historically, forty percent are always going one way, forty yeah, percent are always that going theory, another. Okay, by that okay, theory, then that leaves you twenty percent. Out of that twenty percent, five percent always break one way. Five percent have always broken another of the undecideds. Yeah, that leaves you with ten percent. If you get six percent, you win the election. I, I don't buy that because okay, why then? Why would everything be more polarized? And you would think because these people that are the undecideds, right in the middle, these are the people that are would be the most quote. I thought uh, that moderate. too. Yeah, I thought okay. that too. That we're you, not more moderate. We're more no, polarized no. than ever. So because I, you, I don't understand because that. you got to get the vote out. Correct. So I don't buy that whole doctrine then. So you know you none of that makes any sense to me you play to that you play to that base and of all the people of all the people you wouldn't think would win trump would be the last one to win it playing for six percent who are like 
you know, the, this mobile, uh, you know, amorphous kind of yeah, malleable. Yeah, elastic right. voters. He'd be the last guy unless, well, I, I don't know, with Clinton as his opponent. I guess I don't know. That's I just know if but I even look at the, that by that whole that doctrine. There. I, it's even look at the returns from this election, though. You okay. know, it was close. Oh, I think they're always going to be close. They're though. always going to be close. I mean, sixty-three million vote for vote for uh, Clinton. Sixty million vote for Trump. Uh, the electoral college breakout is. Hey, you were just. I'm going to ask you something. Goes in his favor. You were just in California. Yeah. How's it going with the secession out there? Didn't hear a peep about it. You're kidding. No. No, did not hear a peep. No about signs, no billboards. Nothing, I thought that was gaining nothing, momentum. Nothing. Nothing. No. I wouldn't have a problem with it. No. They got wildfires to worry about. They right, got once uh, they put that out, I guess. I thought the petition was getting nobody was out on the streets for because when I lived out there, it's like everybody on every corner. Hey, uh, uh, arrest Cheney. You know, stuff like that. everybody's got a clipboard. Here's the only thing I saw something. the whole the whole the whole uh, week. Um, there were some protesters against male circumcision who had white suits on and their crouches <laughs> were painted red. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Where was that? Uh, West Hollywood? No, that was actually up in uh, Valencia. What are they complaining about? Circumcision? Male circumcision. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's horrible. <laughs> well, it is. No. Real men aren't circumcised. 1948. Does that give you a hint as to my status? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> 1948, Armand. Who do we have born on this day? I got to tell you, God himself. Who? Let me all right. Let me give you some hints. Maybe you can come up with it. All right. He's my favorite athlete of all time. Right there. Okay. What's my sport? Wrestling. Okay. Whom would that be? Actually, it's who would that be? Uh, uh, I don't know. Come on. Gorgeous George, the greatest wrestler this country has ever, or any country has ever uh, produced. He's born in Waterloo, Iowa. Mm. He wears glasses. Mm. He's getting bald now. I don't know. He has 20 national championships as a coach. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Who? Dan Gable. Oh, Dan Gable. Oh, my God. I'm not even big, Tom Cruise not thinks a big he's wrestling the greatest guy. Even, Dan, even Tom Cruise. Well, that's because Tom Cruise. He's not will, under the influence of Scientology. Wants to wrestle with Dan his, Gable. One of his more lucid moments. Hey, everybody knows. Frank Gifford, when he did Wide World of Sports, most dedicated athlete I've ever seen in any sport. That's quite an accolade. Dan Gable, especially from a few things he's done. He pinned his way through the national championships. Uh, He was he won the Midlands as a freshman, which is the toughest, tougher than nationals. Uh, I think he won like I don't know how many seven or eight straight Midlands. Uh, World champion, Olympic champion, didn't get one point scored against him. Oh my! All the time, all the while, he had cartilage, no cartilage in his knee. It's like bone on bone. Nobody thought he could even walk, and the guy's wrestling. This guy is an athlete, Dan Gable. And then, like I said, he coached the University of Iowa 20 national championships. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. That's so impressive. this guy, watch. Well, happy on, birthday, Dan. It's on YouTube. Uh, watch anything at the Dan Gable. Uh, and they had the, the ESPN thing. What was that, 30 or 30s or whatever? The Yeah. What what is the name of that? Well, they had one on Moody Dan was Gable, Fox Catcher. Uh, yeah, but not that. But not isn't that it thirty on thirty? What was yeah. the name of the show? Thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty. I think they had one on Dan Gable, and then they also had uh, a couple of uh, actual uh, doc documentaries, which I believe are on YouTube. What? The, well, it, let me give you a little story about what happened with this guy. It was his family in Waterloo, Iowa. He was him, his mother and father, and his sister. His mother and father and he went fishing. They go on this overnight trip. They come back. His sister has been murdered oh my God. by a by a, a neighbor who was 
nutso. Yeah. And came over and I guess, I don't know, tried to rape her or whatever, kills her. And from that moment on, Dan, Dave was like, Gabe was like 11. And it was like from that moment on, it was everything was wrestling more or less to keep his mom and dad's minds off that to, quote, entertain them. Yeah. And he won, sta- he won 181 straight matches, lost his last match to Larry Owings from the University of Washington. It's, that's on YouTube also at Northwestern University. Wow. So there you go. Now, that's the birthday of the day. That is he something. He is 69. 1957, Nancy Cartwright is born. You know who she is? Isn't she the voice of uh, Bart Simpson? Bart Simpson. Yeah. Yes. Of course I know. And in 1984, Katy Perry is born. You probably don't know who that is, Armand, but you should uh, go that, look that uh, up. Is that the voice of Homer Simpson? No. Oh. That's Dan Castellaneta. Uh, that is Julie Kavner. I know who. Uh, You're little... Lee Smith. Yeah, but who's a little baby? Oh, <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. She was the voice. The one time Maggie spoke, it was yep. Elizabeth Taylor. I think somebody's got to do the sucking sound, but I, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Back to the events. Uh, in 1940, I'm sorry, 1962, we got the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, These are the 13 days in October. Yeah, we'll have plenty of days to discuss this. But this is the date that, well, the ambassador to the U.N., Adley Stevenson. That egghead. Shows a, yeah, egghead. Egghead shows a photo. Uh, at the UN Security Council, and in that photo, it proves yes, indeed, the Soviets do have missiles right, in Cuba. A, here's your trivia question: Adlai Stevenson's father was vice president under which president? This would be Adlai Stevenson the first. Yeah, uh, Wilson. No, I don't know. Grover, Cle- uh, Grover Cleveland, second, his second, uh, in second term for yeah, Cleveland, second term. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Stevenson lost in 52 and 56 as the Democratic his, nominee. Do you remember his running mates? One of so them had Ike, a famous... Ike and Nixon versus Stevenson and... Oof, no. John T. Sparkman in Sparkman. 52 and 56. Estes Keyfarver. Well, that's a good name. Well, you know him. He's the guy that, uh, you know, did the uh, the mafia hearings. Yeah. The Keyfarver yeah. Commission. The Keyfarver. Yeah. He and Bobby Kennedy got it going. Yeah, they just showed his hands. <laughs> Costello's hands. Not Lou Costello. Although this, he's a bad boy. I was watching, uh, you've seen One Night in the Tropics? No. You ought to see it. It's okay. on, uh, that's oh. their first movie. Yeah. Okay, what do we got next? I got 1971, the UN. Uh, more Taiwan Yeah, China they seat the this? People's Republic of China and expel the Republic of China. Yeah, that's fair. Which is, damn. Wow. Why can't they have them both? I don't. Get I don't this. know because they don't recognize. Jeez, yeah, they, yeah, don't. They, don't rec- they don't recognize anything. They they don't recognize civilizations. Well, they don't recognize. 1973. This is the day the Yom Kippur War officially ended, ends, right? Yeah. With a ceasefire. Yeah, they kind of fought each other to a stance. Although the Israelis, this is the closest the Arabs came to kicking their butts. Because this was a secret when they, they, you know. This ain't 1967, I'll no, tell you that. No, it's not, it's not 1948 either. No. No, these guys, this was close. Uh, although they kind of recovered from the initial shock because this was on Yom Kippur. But what gets me is this is also during Ramadan. Right. Okay, well, you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't have sex, but you can go f- kill Jews? What kind of what kind of self-denial is this? I don't know. So anyway. anyway I don't know. Bad month. Uh, anyway, uh, it's kind of more or less a stalemate by this by this time, and uh, both sides 
the good thing, I guess you could say, that came out of this, uh, as a well, maybe to screwballs like Jacques, who think that we should stop burning oil, uh, was the OPEC, you know, the uh, well, if anybody who, anybody who aided Israel, yeah, OPEC, us, yeah, yeah, cut off their oil, cut which off the oil. Now, fortunately, we don't need those bastards. Let me tell you one thing I did notice in in the last two times uh, being out in California, just driving around. Wow, the amount of electric cars. Oh, God, there's volts all over oh, the place. Oh, Volt, well, the, the new BMW deal. Tesla, of course. To, you know, I mean, it, it's it's to the point of ubiquity now. Well, I mean, I don't know. The other thing, I would, where are all the charging stations? I guess they're around I'm everywhere. seeing more yeah. and more. Okay, yeah. I'm seeing more and more. In fact, parking at garages, it used to be, I'd say five years ago, there'd be two or three spots. Now we were in we parked in a couple garages where I mean it's but you 15 do, 20 spots you for do charging. Know, though, the irony of all this is those things probably use more well, that's fossil the, fuel energy than anybody that's, any other that's car. My, that's my whole thing. Right. Two things. The you rare gotta, earths you, they you, need for the batteries. You got to tell me how you're getting the electricity. Right. Well, because if course. you're burning fossil fuel to do it, maybe it's you know, maybe it's less altogether, but you're still you're doing it. somewhat. Yeah, you right. are. Okay. Something is happening. And then you, you, I still need to know what's going to happen to that battery. That and finding the rare earths or whatever well, that's the battery a, well, to make the battery cost a lot of energy to find that stuff and mine it. Consult our friends and followers of Surreal Talk. Oh, I don't have to. I know it's a boondoggle, but I will. Well, there's a reason that certain oh, areas right. of the earth are in perpetual war. Yeah, well, rare earths. Yeah, Cadmium being one of them. Cadmium. Cadmium? Yes. Cadmium. Cadmium. I've heard that about Afghanistan. I've heard that about Afghanistan. I've also heard that about Western Africa. Well, China's apparently got a lot of these too. Yeah, we don't fight them, but yep, okay, good point. Anyway, like I said, was going to say the only good thing that happened about this war is that both sides, Sadat, finally came to his senses and said, "I'd rather make peace." Well, you did get to Camp David about uh, what four to five years later. Yeah, which got him his him blown. Which then eventually gets him killed. Sadat was actually a pretty reasonable guy. Totally a reasonable guy. Well, so is this. Uh, what's his name? I like Bacon. that. Decisi. Oh yeah, no, this okay. new this guy. Yeah, I like, I like him too. I feel bad for Egypt. I like the Egyptians. Yeah, they're I on the really right side. I really feel bad That's for why Egypt. They're ostracized. Man. I mean, they're trying to get along. They're smart. Oh, enough's enough. And I want to go there so badly, Armand. I really want to visit. Too hot. Yeah, go, but I want to do Vegas. the Nile cruise. I want to see Luxor. I want to see all those things. And go I, to Luxor in Vegas. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's better. Well, the buffet's probably better. Yeah. Uh, and ni- I want a malt today, by the way. Okay. 1983. Now, what do you do days after your Marines are killed in Beirut, Lebanon? Get the hell out. That's what you do. Okay. Well, no, you invade a Caribbean oh, island is oh. what you do. Uh, six days after their prime minister of Grenada, Prime Minister Maurice Bishop, and several supporters, they're executed in a coup d'etat. The United States rolls in and invades Granada, I just you know, giving they, us the great Clint Eastwood film Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah, but I, I object kind of to this name here, Operation Urgent Fury. Please. Now, they invaded a golf course, I for know, God's it's like, sake. It should be like Operation Cyclonic Hedonism. Or something. I, you know, like, <laughs> Cyclonic Hedonism. I don't know. I just thought of that. That's, but I mean, that's just as, you know. What Cyclonic the Hedonism. So, urgent fury what just they, a, to invade grenada right to invade grenada listen i i went to i was in a caribbean medical school as you know on montserrat 
Can you imagine what an invasion of Montserrat would be? Yeah, well, now there's no Montserrat. The volcano blew half the island away, but, uh, you know, Soufriere Hills. But, uh, yeah, believe me, it would have been – I could have taken over that island by myself with a machete. I mean – With my nail clippers. And I remember how – I mean, people were just so damn proud. And even as a teenager, I was like – They saved the medical school. I was like, what? It's a golf course with a medical school. (laughs) Tell me there's going to be a Soviet landing. It made our land safe for the flex test and the ECFMG. There they did. We got about 100 doctors out of it. Yeah, there you go. Foreign grads. So those are the events. Those are the birthdays. Now to who died on October the 25th. Well, your second Secretary of War, Henry Knox. Yeah, which was, I always, anybody asks you, I always thought Henry Knox was our first Secretary of War. Apparently, there's some guy named Benjamin Lincoln, 1781 to 83. Now, I don't know how that can happen because we didn't have a president yet. We don't have a cabinet. Yeah, we don't have anything. But, he, but then I looked at it and it says he was Secretary at War, which is an interesting distinction. So I don't know how you would answer that trivia question. I can see Boy. a fight coming if I ever get in a trivia contest. And they say Benjamin Lincoln, and I say Henry Knox. See, I'm I, the reason I really, although you can find a Knox County or a Knoxville in every state, that's this guy. I assume it's him. Um, Wasn't Henry is, Knox Secretary of the Navy, too? I thought he was number one. Me, too. John Jay, Henry Knox, Secretary of War, Attorney General, uh, Randolph, is it Peyton Randolph? Mm-hmm, Peyton Randolph. Uh, Secretary of State, Jefferson. Um but now, oh, here's a trivia question for you. Henry Knox, Secretary of the Navy, who did he, did he, he, ran, go, he ran for vice president with whom? Oh, shoot. Alf Landon, 1936. Uh, Alf Landon. Now, various, simple Wikipedia, we'll list yeah. him as first. Uh, That's what uh, I always uh, United States Secretary of War from 89 to 1794. Yeah, first cabinet. Yeah, so. But this Benjamin Lincoln. That's why it says second. I'm going to give it to Knox. Can I get a confirmation on that? I, I I feel it's a codified position at that point. It's a department. Um, this you know uh, this becomes you know your your Department of Defense uh, or Secretary of Defense. So I, I got to say it's Knox. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. It wasn't Henry. Not Frank Knox. I knew that. Ah, damn it. Frank Knox was Henry. Uh, was, uh, it was Alf Langdon. Alf Alf Landon's uh, running mate. Is it Langdon or Landon? Landon. Landon. You know, Nancy Landon, Nancy Castlebaum. What's her? Nancy Landon Castlebaum, right? The senator from Kansas? Look at He's the a Kansas guy. Check out. Here's Knox's military record in terms of what he fought in. Bunker, a, lot of, a lot of shit. Bunker Hill. Yeah. Boston. He was a nobody. I think he was like a, wasn't he a, a ran a bookstore or something? He, Dorchester. I mean, Dorchester Heights. Yeah, he's a nobody from Boston. Trenton, Princeton, Brandywine, yeah. uh, Germantown, Monmouth, and Yorktown. Yeah, he operated a bookstore. Right. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was no soldier. I don't know where the hell yeah, he just yeah. He joined a local artillery yeah. company. I mean, he's no uh, Tadeusz uh, Kusiuszko or Kusiuszka. Yeah, he, he, he just rose through the ranks. Yeah. He befriended Washington. And he's no he, von Steuben. He, he saddled up to the right guy. Right on. Man, he's and, like the Dan Gable of the American Revolution. I mean, he learned his trade quickly, obviously. So, I mean, I, I got to give it to him. It's Knox. All right. 1991, uh, Bill Graham, the legendary concert promoter. Remember Fillmore East, Fillmore West? Millard Fillmore? No, Fillmore East, West, the great venues. No. Bill Graham, great concert promoter. I think Billy Graham's still alive. No, right? not him. Yeah, but he's still alive. Yes, he? he is. Bill 100? Graham. Okay, I don't know him. 
You don't know him? No. My God. How about Roger Miller? Do you know him? Isn't he, uh, what's his King name? King of Singing, singing Brakeman or something? What's it? No, he, no, I guess not. That was Jimmy Rogers. Did he have a name, a nickname? I'm sure Roger, Roger Miller, Miller had a nickname. Come on. No, you. I want to know. Their nicknames are the most fun. I like their nicknames. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, um, who was I think? Oh, oh, I, I, interesting thing about Henry Knox. You know how he died? No. Since his day he died? Swallowed a chicken bone. Oh. He got an infection. Yeah, he was a young guy. So I, I marked that down because I didn't know that. That was interesting. Yeah, you, you never heard King of the Road? Yeah, I've heard it. Okay, I just well, wonder what his nickname is. Uh, it doesn't, uh, he doesn't have one, huh? I don't see one that sticks right, out. Roger Let's Miller. Let's see here. Let's see here. Roger Miller. King of the Road. Uh, other right? other names, The Wild Child. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Urgent Fury. Yep, The Wild Child. Another. 1993, the great Vincent Price passes away. St. Louis kid. And uh, usually we give some stick about the St. Louis thing. Uh, this nice. is legitimate St. Louis. There's a building. I think there's a building at my, not my alma mater, but where I used to help coach mm-hmm. at East L.A. College. Vincent Price's building where he's got some artwork, and uh, I think they teach classes there. Yeah. He was a big uh, contributor, a big art guy, you know. Uh, who was the guy? He One of his co-stars, and he had a uh, now, c- here, art shop, gallery together. The great trivia question, because yeah. uh, for those listening around the nation. St. Louis, Missouri is a very parochial place. The question that St. Louis is most famous for when people want to typecast and judge you is... What high school did you go to? What high school did you go to? I always flunk that test. Uh, Armand and I both, because we both can roll out a high school that nobody's heard of. Yeah, well, they've heard of it with with some odium. What what was yours? Granite City South, which makes me a de facto pig and slime ball. That's true. That's true. I, on the other hand, graduated from modern day, which people recognize as Latin, but they don't recognize. Mother of God. They don't know where it's from, and they assume it's real uh, hoity-toity. Yeah, it sounds like it. And also, if I'm ever asked that, Angelinos assume that I went to modern day in Santa Ana, which is a famous high school for sports and other things in Orange County. So... But Vincent Price did he go to uh, went to Country Con- Day? He went he? to Country Day, yeah, I know, which is a renowned high school to this day yeah, for Country academics, day. and uh, so he actually did grow up and live here. And he was uh, he was actually Sir Walter Raleigh, and um, you know before his horror this horror thing was later in his career. You know before he was pretty legitimate stuff. Uh, he was in uh, Private Lives of Elizabeth and Essex. Mm-hmm. In fact, George, uh, the, the director Michael Curtis often chided Errol Flynn when he got out of line, which was often. I replaced you with him, you know, threatening to get rid of him and make Vincent Price Essex. Well, Vincent Price, even at that time, was a kind of a nobody, so he didn't really have to worry about it. But he wasn't bad. Well, uh, now here's a little. I like him in Doctor the Abominable Doctor Fives. Uh, do you like the Raven? Yeah, I like the Raven. Do you like the, pit, the Pendulum? Uh, not one of my favorite. I like a Comedy of Terrors. It's pretty funny. Okay, Peter Laurie and Boris Karloff and Basil Rathbone. Uh, Peter Laurie's in the Raven with him. Yeah, right. So is Jack Nicholson and oh, Boris Karloff. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Jack Nicholson. Jack yeah. Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Ra- I didn't know that. It's one of those Roger Corman jobs. You yeah, know? good that's stuff, how he made his, man. Uh, yeah, that's how he made his bones. So here's an interesting little factoid about Price. Um, <laughs> his grandfather invented Dr. Price's baking powder, okay. the first cream of tartar-based baking powder. <laughs> Family's pretty well-to-do. Yeah. Obviously, they're pretty well-to-do. He went to Country Day High, uh, high School. And then to Yale. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a Yale. He's doing that's good. right. Eli. But Vincent Price is a, is a descendant of uh, 
Peregrine White, the first white child born in colonial Massachusetts. Oh, jeez. Who okay. was uh, born on the Mayflower while in transit. Figures, yeah. Or in the harbor. <laughs> yeah. on, on Plymouth Rock. Yeah, right there. Okay. Burved him right on. Uh, so, I mean, interesting. Uh, yeah, okay. co- connections to the, you know, the Wells uh, Theater and uh, uh, to what else? Uh, Lawrence Houseman. Yeah, not John Houseman, but Lawrence Houseman. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I like his 60s. That Tales of Terror, pretty good, too. I'm always known for the terror and the spookiness. And, of course, but for yeah, my generation, later. claim to fame, Thriller. Yeah, right. The intro to Michael right. Jackson's Thriller. Uh, 1995, Bobby Riggs passes away. Someone I think Armand would have loved. Really? Probably. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Dean Martin roast. They roast the shit out of Did him. Did they really? Oh, yeah. They you know, now charred him. Steve Carell's playing him in a Yeah, I've seen that movie, movie, but I'd like to. And Emma Stone's playing. I think it's playing. already out, isn't it? Yeah, Emma Stone plays uh, Billie Jean King. Yeah, I remember. I was a little before your time, but yeah. I remember that. The big battle of the sexes yeah. at the Astrodome. It was up against some movie that was, was it Bonnie and Clyde or something that was on too. That, that was the you know big competition. We had three networks. Uh-huh. The good old days. The good old days. And Howard goes, "You can watch a movie anytime. <laughs> this is an event." Nineteen ninety-five. Uh, yeah, Bobby Riggs. Okay, two thousand and four. The great classic English radio host John Peel passes away. The Peel Sessions being legendary for music aficionados. Armand, never heard of him, no, I'm sure. Of course, I've heard of Robert Peel. No, you, you should. John Peel, you would like this man's work. 2005, Wellington Murrah. Who? New York Giants. Oh, okay. Owner, amongst other things. Boy, they suck. Uh, 2013, Hal Needham. Yeah, he, I think he did Hooper and... Uh, a lot of films yeah, I liked Burt as a Rell. kid. I think he did the Cannonball Run, did Yes. He? The first one was pretty funny. The second uh, how, was awful. It wasn't always Hal Needham Presents or oh, something like that. Uh, Hal Needham Production or whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I like his. You know, he and uh, Burt Reynolds obviously had a pretty good uh, relationship there. Made some make some big uh, big hits. Let's see here. I'm going to go to his IMBD. Let's see what old Hal's got going on. I think here. I think my favorite probably be Hooper. That was a pretty pretty good movie. Ooh, French Connection. He's a wow. stunt oh, okay, stunt yeah, guy on. Yeah, I was say, it stunts William, a lot of William stunts. William Friedkin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to Brooke, the oh. ballad of uh, yeah. Oh wow, he's oh man, this guy's career is to Brooke from the fifties. That one, he's yeah. been around that long. Well, yeah. I guess he will yeah. see when was he yeah. born. Yeah, thirty-one. So sure. Okay, uh, I'm looking at the late seventies here. Uh, to do, 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 do a star is born. He's on that as a stunt. Uh, oh okay, yeah. I didn't like yeah. that movie. I like the original Janet Gaynor one. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, the one with Judy Garland's pretty good too. Let's see what he what he directed here. Well, boy, it's hard to it's hard to beat this. Who Smokey and the Bandit, of course. Right, right. Which, I mean, there's American cinema, and then there's American cinema. Yeah, Jackie mean, Gleason steals the show on that one. Steals it. I mean, you have to give him an Oscar. We did already. We did give the recipe for a Diablo sandwich. We right? have d- okay. covered the Diablo sandwich. Consult the archive. Uh, yeah, Hooper, right? Smokey and the Bandit Two, which I uh, uh, not so great. The Cannonball Run. Yeah, that yes. was a good one. That was uh, pretty good. Roger Moore. Yes. Good. Megaforce. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Sounds yeah. good. Stroker. Who's in that? Stroker. Stroker Ace. Ace. Yeah, I remember that one. Cannonball Run Two. Yeah, not so good. Oh. 
Frank Sinatra's last movie. And then a series of Bandit movies in the early 90s that I have no recollection of. Like Smokey and the Bandit? Yeah, Bandit Goes Country, Bandit, Bandit, Beauty and the Bandit, and Bandit Silver Angel. I don't remember any of those. Who's in them? Jerry Reed? It wasn't Burt Reynolds. Uh, Brian Bloom, Brian Krause, Scott Bloom. Oh, Jesus, this is bad. Brian Bosworth. This is bad. Tracy Lords. Oh, no no shit. Yes. Cool, man. Yes. All right. Deep Throat, right? Uh-huh. No, Tracy Lords ain't Deep Throat. Who's who's Deep Throat? Tracy Lords. Yeah. No, she wasn't Deep Throat. Well, I'm not talking about Mark Felt. I'm talking about the movie. Yeah, I know. You're way... Come on. Tracy Lords was in Deep Throat. Maybe a remake. What do you mean remake? The original. No. Oh, I'd... I'd hey, listen, you're going to get me on porn. I, I don't think so. Yeah, 1972. Okay, deep Linda throat. Lovelace. Oh, it took me a minute to come up with it. Okay, that's okay. You got me. Yeah, maybe I yeah, got. God, yeah, I did. I got to get back in my room and watch Jeez. some porn. Man, that's terrible. And finally, uh, Jack Bruce, great Scottish English singer songwriter, oh. the bass player for Cream. Right, right. Yeah. Passed away in 2014. All right. Can I got... you name his bandmates in Cream? Well, Clapton, I guess. Well, duh. Right? Jimmy Page? No. Uh, Jeff Beck? No. Cream. Ginger Baker. Ginger, there you go. You do know something about pop culture. Yeah. I applaud you. Cream, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, you. I also know something about The Mob, 1957. I don't know how you left this guy out. The Mad Hatter, the Lo- High Lord Executioner, the Lord High Executioner. There you go. Albert there. Anastasia. Yeah. Albert Murder Anastasia. Incorporated. Murder. One of my favorites. He and uh, now this guy of all, believe me, at least he's not an anti-Semite because he and Louis uh, Louis Lepke Buchhalter, they ran Murder Incorporated. He got blown away today uh, on this date in '57. Would have been 60 years ago. He's in a barber shop. Poor guy's just sitting there getting a shave. Yeah. Five guys come in the barber shop quintet and uh, <laughs> start start firing away at him. Now listen, this you know, so he gets out of his chair and attacks him. Right. There's only one little problem. He's attacking the guys in the mirror. Uh, so they blew him away. But it's a real classic. You'll, you'll see, if you see his uh, photo, you see a hundred, it might have even been in The Godfather, maybe, where, you know, the, the, he's, he's wrapped up in all the white towels and everything and the sheets and everything. He's on yeah. a, he's a bloody mess. Yeah, it's a, one of the most famous gangland uh, pictures of all time. But that was, uh, you know, he was, uh, I think that was the um, Profaci's got him. Uh, or the Patriarchas from uh, Boston came down. He was trying to be one of the, you know, always looking to be big boss or whatever. He was the Gambino family. Uh, that was at the, uh, uh, let's see, it was at the Sheraton in New York. That's where he was getting his, uh, the barbershop, where he got it. Anyway, this is about a month before Appalachian, too, so he wasn't in on that. We'll discuss that next month. But Appalachian 2, the sequel. Yeah, well, there's got to be another one. <laughs> Albert Anastasia, big-time killer. They don't know how many guys he bumped off, but uh, it was a lot. So when they put a contract out on you, they Luciano sent, or something, yeah, yeah they, they sent for him. All right, Armand. October 25th, that's a wrap, folks. It's in the books. Done, dusted, and it's history. Thank you to our producer, Andrew Allen, and thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in to this podcast. Don't forget, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash This Day in History Podcast, and follow us on Instagram as well if you like, and subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. When October 26th rolls around, we will be right here to tell you about it at lineupmedia.fm.
This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.